before this episode of A Younger Perspective podcast begins, I would like to apologize um, because there are multiple times in this episode where I refer to music being played or different songs and the reason why I chose specific songs because I had songs uh, in between each movie transition. Uh, But I didn't know when editing that they would play the entire song. I thought it was only a tiny bit of each of the songs. So I edited those out and so if uh, there's any confusion or if I mentioned songs, that's why. So I apologize about that. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Younger Perspective podcast. Welcome to a Younger Perspective podcast, where we talk about all things film and television from the point of view of a teenager. I am your host, Jackson Tucker, and today we will be talking about my COVID movie list. Now, what is this COVID movie list? Uh, It is a list of movies that I recommend you all check out while we're still in the times of COVID. Um, Please wear your mask and be cautious and uh, think about others and uh, all that jazz. So... Um, yeah, so I'm going to start by just listing the movies I'm going to talk about and what streaming sites they're on. Don't worry, there will be no spoilers in this podcast for any of the movies. Um, one movie I will be talking about called Whiplash, which is my favorite movie. Um, on my birthday, my birthday's coming up, and for my birthday party, uh, I'm having some friends over, and we are watching Whiplash and reviewing it together, and that will be the third episode of the podcast, and that will contain spoilers, so... Uh, yeah, I highly recommend checking out the movie before listening to the podcast because the movie's amazing. But, um, so yeah, let me just go ahead and list the movies I will be talking about. And if you are uninterested in any of the movies I talk about, I completely understand. And if you just don't want to listen to the podcast, I completely understand. I don't mind at all. Um, if you do, thank you so much. That means a lot. And, uh, without further ado, let's get into the list of movies. Um, the first movie I will be talking about is the movie Once. On HBO Max, it is a musical romance, and if you don't like romance movies and you don't like musicals, please, please do not let this turn you away. It is amazing and so sweet. And the music is some of the best music I've ever listened to. Um, I sing it a lot, <laughs> and I, I don't know. It's it's one of my favorites, and I highly recommend checking out Once. Whiplash is the next movie we will be talking about. It is on Hulu, and it is a drama, and uh, it's... I'll get into it. It's amazing. (laughs) The Princess Bride is a movie you all have probably seen, but I know some people at my school who have never seen it, and it baffles me and hurts my soul. It's on Disney+. Plus. I don't know if I said that. I apologize if I didn't, but I'm going to talk about The Princess Bride, even if you guys have already seen it. I apologize. Casino Royale. It is on Netflix. It is a James Bond movie, and it is an action movie. Oh, and The Princess Bride is a fantasy um, comedy, and it's great. Uh, Casino Royale is on Netflix. It is a James Bond movie, so it's an action movie, and uh, it is the first one I ever saw, and uh, I still, even if you are not a huge action movie fan, I still recommend checking out uh casino royale because james bond is actually it's it's really good it's great uh anyway next we have collateral which is on amazon prime it is also an action movie it is with jamie fox and tom cruise and it's great 
highly recommend it. Um, Gerald's Game, which is on Netflix. It is a horror thriller, but I think it's a really good starter horror movie because it's not too intense. Um, and it's directed by my favorite director, Mike Flanagan, who directed The Haunting of Hill House, The Haunting of Bly Manor, uh, Hush, Oculus, Ouija Origin of Evil. Not Ouija, Ouija sucks ass, but Ouija Origin of Evil, the sequel, which was actually good. Anyway, sorry. Uh, but he, it's a great movie, and um, it's towards the end, there is some gore, and it's disturbing, like realistic gore, but um, most of it is pretty, I guess, tame when it comes to gore. Um, but it is just delving into a person's psyche and, um, it's just brilliant and like, I don't know. It's a great character study, I would say. Uh, next we have Hereditary, which is on Amazon Prime. Do not watch this as your first horror movie. It is the scariest shit I've ever seen in my life. Holy crap. Oh my gosh. I feel so bad for my sister because we all sat down to watch this in a mountain house. Uh, with friends and uh, this was her first horror movie my sister my dearest sister i am so sorry if you were listening to this i'm sorry we put you through that um this movie's amazing <laughs> uh but it is the scariest thing i've ever seen towards the end there's some nudity and it's freaking crazy but it's amazing so hereditary uh, yeah. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. It is on Netflix. It is a drama. It was Chadwick Boseman's last movie, Rest in Peace. Um, and his performance is one of the greatest I've ever seen in this film. And it's a drama. And it's so, so good. And I probably, I don't know if I said this, but Hereditary is a horror movie. You probably already got that from my synopsis, but yeah. Uh, Zodiac. It is a mystery thriller based off of the real-life Zodiac killer in the 70s. And no, it's nothing to do with Zodiac signs. No Pisces and um, that stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about them. Um, but it is really, really good. Highly recommend it. Knives Out is a mystery comedy. And it is hilarious. And it's great. And finally, The Room. It is free censored on YouTube. Uh, I recommend watching it censored because this movie has nudity, like a lot of sex in it. I've, I've only watched the censored version, but if you're in my band class, you know about The Room. This movie sucks ass. It's dog shit, but it's amazing dog shit. Like, it's, I don't, it's so bad it's good, basically. It's the best so bad it's good movie ever, and it has such quotable lines, and I love it. So, The Room, we will, I, yeah. <laughs> so, out of these movies, what, are like the most watchable to a general audience. Hereditary, I'm kidding, no. Um, I would say, of course, The Princess Bride, Knives Out, and Once, I would say, are the three that are the most like able to watch with a wider, with a wider audience or like the most easy to enjoy, I guess. I don't know. But without further ado, let's get into the first movie. And I'm sorry for this super long intro. And, uh, yeah, let's get into Once. If that song sounds familiar to you, but you don't know what it's from, it is from Once. And it actually won Best Original Song in the Oscars. Uh, Once is an Irish indie film, which means it's an independent movie, so there's not, like, any huge big studios that funded it. It's an, a, it's a low-budget movie, so it's, I think it was made on $700,000, which might seem like a lot, 
but for movies, that is extremely, extremely cheap. Uh, so it is a, it's about a, an Irish musician who uh, plays music on the streets and he writes his own music, but he plays his own music at nighttime and songs people recognize during the day so he can get more money. And he meets this woman who is an immigrant from the Czech Republic who sells flowers. And it takes place in Dublin, I think, and I might have butchered that name. I, I am so sorry. Uh, uh, and they kind of start to have a romance um, and they decide to make a music group together. And uh, it is wonderful. And it is so heartwarming and so sweet and super sad. <laughs> um, I don't want to get into spoilers. It is, but it is so, so sweet and lovely. And the music is some of the best I've ever heard. I listened to the soundtrack of Once over and over and over and over again. It's probably my most listened to soundtrack besides Whiplash. Um, and I just, the dynamic between, uh, I'm just going to call them Glenn, or the guy Glenn, because the actor who played Guy, I guess, is Glenn Hansard, I think. And he is an actual musician. Originally, they're going to get a big-time actor to play his part, but then they couldn't find anyone, and the director was like, hey, you wrote the music. Do you, do you want to be in it? And he's like, sure. So, yeah, I'll call him Glenn, and then Marketa Iriglova, and I apologize if I said your name wrong. Uh, probably not listening to this, but uh, I'll call her Marketa. Um, and she, I think she wrote some of the music too, but their dynamic, Marketa and Glenn, their dynamic is so realistic and fleshed out and so beautiful. And they have some of the most amazing voices I've ever heard. And just listening to the music and seeing the story, this realistic love story take place is beautiful. And when I say it's a musical, they don't just in the middle of the street burst out into song. Uh, it's more of they perform music. And though that is the musical aspect, is them performing music. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, this movie was also made into a Broadway musical. And uh, it's also... The Broadway musical is also amazing. Personally, I like the music in the film better, except for the song Gold. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, the song Gold in the movie, I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, but Gold in the Broadway musical is one of the greatest songs I've ever heard. Thank you to my theater teacher for showing me, for he introduced me to once the musical first and then I decided to watch the movie. So thank you to Mr. Doss. Um, it is brilliant. It's sweet. It's sad. And when I say their romance is realistic, it's not all, I love you, but I can't be with you because I have a husband or that kind of stuff. It's more of, hey, I like you. You make good music. Do you want to be in a relationship? Which is definitely how people talk. Anyway, it's so heartwarming and wonderful. I know I've said that a lot and I'm repeating myself. I'm sorry, I don't have a script. Uh, but it is one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Uh, the only, the flaws I do have with it is it shot really poorly. And I know it's low budget, but it's kind of shot like The Office. How there's those camera zoom-ins and stuff like that. And it can be jarring at first. And the first five minutes of the movie, I would say, the opening scene 
is not good. It's actually bad. And I've heard that's driven a lot of people away from it. And uh, so the first five minutes, or I guess the opening scene, once the title card shows up and you hear him playing music, it's great from then on. But the opening's bad. I don't know why they had it in there because it kind of takes away from the movie, in my opinion. And the movie is rated R, but it shouldn't be. What do I mean by that? It is rated R strictly for the F word. But in Ireland, saying the F word is not as like strict and awful as it is, I guess, in the United States. And though like it's people can like say the F word, it's like more strict rules are more strict on language. Um, but also the F word is basically used in the opening and that's it. And then there's some sprinkles of like shit and damn throughout the rest of the movie, but it should be PG-13. Again, think they should have cut out the opening because then a lot of the problems with it would be gone. But please get past the opening and give the movie a shot. The music is brilliant and so wonderful. And I don't know if you are in, if you're looking for a super sad and sweet and at times, hap- like, it's mainly happy. It's a, The ending is bittersweet. But I don't want to get into spoilers. But it is absolutely wonderful. So, once. Whiplash! Uh, my favorite movie. I have a lot to say about this movie. I will try to keep it short with this one because I'm going to have a whole separate video on this movie. But, um, yeah. And also, I want to apologize for the horrible mic audio. I am sitting in my closet. And it is disgusting in here because I'm very unorganized. <laughs> and uh, I I tried looking for a mic, but uh, I couldn't find it. So I apologize for that and for the last episode as well. Um, but Whiplash, it is rated R. I th- I'll, I'll try to say the rating before each movie. Um, it is a drama about a aspiring jazz musician, musician who um, goes to this big jazz school and meets uh this band director named Fletcher who's played by J.K. Simmons and he the band director is extremely abusive and he will throw things he will scream at them uh it's mainly rated R for language so or it is rated R for language and um the performances in it are brilliant and the ending is the greatest ending I've ever seen and they use music and um, acting and lighting and directing and oh my gosh, they use it all perfectly blended together to make what I think is one of the greatest stories in history. Um, though, when I say that, I don't mean the story itself is like, that is an amazing, brilliant idea that is a scholar would only come up with. It's more of how it was put together and how they used film itself to tell a story with it. And the performances are amazing. J.K. Simmons is, oh my gosh, he's amazing. And you you love him in it and you hate him. He's an asshole. He's the definition of an asshole. But some of the things he says that insults people are freaking hilarious. But he's an asshole and you hate him because he's an asshole. But he's really funny too. Anyway, it's... But his dynamic with Miles Teller, who plays Andrew, who is the main character, uh, 
their dynamic is so good and they play off each other so well. The music is jazzy and so good. And I guess I will stop talking about this one for now. I'll try to make the rest of them short. I'm sorry the once one was so long, but uh, I will save the rest for the actual review. I recommend checking out the trailer for it. It shows what the movie's like, uh, and it's amazing. So, on to the next one. Before you ask, I have no idea why I used that song <laughs> for The Princess Bride. It just made me happy and I laughed. So, The Princess Bride. I probably won't spend too much time on this one because most of you have already seen it. Princess Bride is just amazing. It is a fantasy, I guess you could say comedy, um, about a girl named Buttercup who meets this man who is cool. And I'm doing a horrible job of explaining The Princess Bride right now. I am so bad at this. I haven't seen it in so long. I I haven't watched the movie in a long time, so I have no idea why I decided to include this on the list. It's because it's just really good. Um, there's a lot of memorable moments from it, and it's kind of it's about like this grandpa who is telling a story to his um, sick grandson about the story between Buttercup and I forgot the dude's name. Wow, I'm horrible at this. Hold up, hold up, the Princess Bride. Nope, I'm not editing this. Nope, I refuse to. Wesley! His name is Wesley. Not editing this. <laughs> His name is Wesley. <laughs> uh, so she meets Wesley, and she's due to be married to this prince who's mean, and we don't like him. But Wesley, she had grew, she grew up knowing, and he would always be like, as you wish. And she was like, oh, dang, this dude's hot. And he was like, oh, dang, this girl's hot. I like her. And, and stuff. So, <laughs> so they go on this adventure, and uh, Wesley tries to help her and stuff. And uh, there's this guy named Inigo Montoya, and there's this guy who killed his father, and there's a lot of quotable moments. And uh, to John, John, you know who you are. How the hell do you not like the Princess Bride? It is amazing. <laughs> this is the worst review of the Princess Bride. Ever. Ever. I am so sorry to all of you people who like The Princess Bride. I am so sorry. But I am too lazy to edit this. Because I have a lot of movies to go through. <laughs> That's The Princess Bride review. <laughs> you know, I was gonna do like a... The name is Tucker. Jackson Tucker kind of intro thing. Because James Bond and stuff. But then I realized I would sound really stupid. And hearing myself just do that, I do sound really stupid, and I butchered the Princess Bride review. I'm going to butcher this review, too, by the way. Um, because Casino Royale is um, the first James Bond in the new James Bond series with Daniel Craig. And it is one of the greatest action movies I've ever seen. Uh, the choreography is just brilliant, and Daniel Craig is an amazing James Bond. He's a very human James Bond. I My grandpa adores James Bond and like has always been a huge fan of him his ringtone is James Bond um and his problem with previous James Bond though he loves them is that James Bond is not a person he is just a perfect human being who gets women and is cool and stuff and yeah James Bond was pretty misogynistic I would say I don't know for sure I don't know if I should say that uh 
but I I don't know. They, they they spy movies tend to be more disrespectful to women, which is not great. But one thing that I really do appreciate about Casino Royale is it's not super degrading to women because there is a character named Vesper who is the love interest in this Bond movie and she is a badass and um she was one of my favorite characters actually and um there is an entire scene where without spoilers an event took place and Vesper feels guilty for it and Bond doesn't because he's an agent who has to murder people all the time and she is sitting in the bathroom like in the shower and just crying and originally in the script she was like supposed to be in her underwear or something and uh james bond would go in there and comfort her but daniel craig good old man daniel craig he said that would not characterly make sense because she just went through a traumatic event she would still have her clothes on and i think we should be respectful and so he goes in there and comforts her and it's just a really sweet moment even without previously knowing that knowledge um it's just like their relationship feels real it doesn't feel forced or just there for James Bond to have a love interest it feels like they actually do love each other and this James Bond leading up to the others like Skyfall and Spectre and Quantum of Solace do not I do not recommend Quantum of Solace it's important but it's not very good Spectre I actually really really liked uh, but I liked Skyfall better so my order would be Casino Royale Skyfall Spectre and then Quantum of Solace, and then I don't know where, I don't know when I'm going to see No Time to Die, or when, when that movie's going to come out, I've been wanting to see it for a while, but No Time to Die is also, uh, hopefully will be really good, but um, anyway, I just, I love their relationship in it, and uh, it's just really beautiful, and the action is great, the storytelling is amazing, uh, the camera work is brilliant also. Once again, I've said brilliant a lot. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I really like James Bond. Daniel Craig is great. And there's a lot of good callbacks to previous James Bond movies. And it's just really, really good. And I apologize if I was rude or disrespectful at all in any of the things I've said. Um, and yeah, that is Casino Royale. Sorry, there's no music in between this one because I couldn't actually find any of the soundtrack for it. But Collateral is an action movie. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, the Princess Bride is PG. Casino Royale is PG-13. Collateral's rated R. Um, Collateral is amazing. My cousins showed it to me and my grandpa showed it to me. Uh, and I watched it with my cousins. And it is so fun and stressful. <laughs> uh, I would say it's more of a thriller. Um, but it is about... It's a about jeez louise this is like the fourth time uh it's about um a jamie fox who is a taxi driver and he is picking up a man played by tom cruise and tom cruise plays a villain in this which is amazing because that's a first he's usually a good guy um but tom cruise is like hey you gotta drive me to these places and i gotta kill these people and jamie fox is like what no <laughs> 
And, but I don't, he originally doesn't tell him that. He says, I'll just pay you extra if you can take me to these places and stuff. And then he threatens him. And then a thriller takes place. And it is amazing. Jamie Foxx is great as always. I don't know if there's been a single bad performance by Jamie Foxx. And uh, T is just great. And it's very, the movie gets very stressful. But you, like, you really care about this character. You really care about Jamie Foxx's character. And Tom Cruise is evil and awful. Um, but the action is amazing. The suspense is great. Um, and it is just an amazing thrill ride and so fun. And it's a great movie to watch with friends. Um, or it's just so fun. And it's like a really good movie that you can respect. But also, like, really, I don't, it's kind of like Endgame, where it's a great movie and it's just a really fun, great movie. Um, and it's not like too, it's not super pretentious. It's just fun, but it's well done. If that makes any sense, that might not make any sense, but collateral, please, please check this out. It's, it's such a good movie. Love collateral. Once again, I couldn't really find music for Gerald's game. Uh, but I put the Halloween theme, uh, from the movie Halloween, uh, because it's a horror movie that we're talking about next. So Gerald's Game. Gerald's Game is rated R. Uh, but when I talk, when I tell you the plot synopsis, it's gonna throw some people off. But don't worry, it's not bad. Like I, I want to preface this. Um, it is about a man and a woman who uh they have not had a good relationship, and so they go on a getaway to um try to rekindle that relationship. So he, um, so they try to do, uh, some kinky sex basically. Uh, and so he handcuffs her to the bed and he has a heart attack and dies. And so she is handcuffed to the bed. Don't worry. You don't see anything inappropriate. Um, it's based off of a Stephen King book and, uh, it is so, so good. (laughs) Um, Carly Cuccino, I I might have butchered that uh, your name uh, you're not listening to this I'm sorry but um she her performance is amazing but you can tell like when this is taking place Gerald is his name so that's why it's called Gerald's game um when this is taking place you can tell she's super uncomfortable and does not want to be a part of this and she tells him to stop and you see deeper into his personality and what he truly is like as a person. And that's one of the things I really respect about this movie is how there are so many times where you just look at a person and you just think about them based on that, but you don't know truly what is going on inside of them and what drives them and what their desires are. And once you see how truly awful this man is, and she realizes that it's just like, it's kind of heartbreaking. And then he dies. <laughs> and though you're not sad he dies, you're realizing, oh shit, this girl is handcuffed to a bed. There is nobody around for miles. Nobody's coming to the house for maybe a week. And she's going to die. How does she get out of this? And you basically, she starts seeing visions of Gerald and she starts seeing visions of herself and they both are talking to her and it flashes back to her childhood and she had an extremely traumatic event in her childhood. And 
once you know this traumatic event, it also makes you like Gerald even less because he probably knew. Actually, wait, actually, I don't think he knew. Never mind. Forget that. But she had an extremely traumatic childhood event and you start to really empathize with this character. And then you meet this guy called the Moonlight Man, who another great thing about the movie is you don't know if he is a real thing or if it's in her imagination. In the end, it tells you if he was real or not. Uh, but most of the movie, you are kind of in her mindset. Like, is this person real or not? Um, and it adds a lot of tension. And how the movie ends is very... Like, her trying to escape is kind of gross, gore-wise. Um, but it is so interesting and so entertaining but also very realistic, and her perf- Carla Cucino's performance is brilliant. And what I love about this also is she is not a damsel in distress. She is a badass, and she tries to... She will fight with all she can to get out of the situation, and she is, a, like, a really inspirational and great character, and... um yeah, Gerald's Game, highly, highly, highly recommend checking out, checking it out. <laughs> what the hell is this movie? <laughs> ah! Hereditary. <laughs> uh, this movie is directed by Ari Aster. It is, it was his directorial debut. And uh, then he made Midsummer. Do not watch that movie. Please don't. I know when people say, don't do something, it makes you want to do it. Don't watch it. It's directed beautifully, and it looks gorgeous, but it's... I will never see it again. It is so disturbing. No. No. I'm glad I watched... I don't even know if I'm glad I watched it. Like, everything about it is good, except I never want to see it again. (laughs) Anyway, I'm going into a different movie. Uh, But Hereditary. This movie is brilliant. In every way. Almost every way. I... Okay, what makes this movie so good is Tony Collette's performance. If you have not seen the dinner scene in Hereditary with her performance, I highly recommend searching it up on YouTube. Um, Hereditary is rated R, by the way. Um, But I just search up Hereditary dinner scene and you will see her acting. And it is brilliant. I've said brilliant so many times. She is so talented and that i could go i'm probably gonna make an episode on the podcast of my problems with the oscars and stuff but she was robbed from the oscars she should have won something at least or been nominated but no she didn't and she's brilliant Jeez, louise i'm so sorry i say that a lot uh but she's amazing and um how ariaster does is it ari or ari i'm not sure uh i'm gonna say ariaster if i'm wrong i apologize um she makes a... Oh, yeah, I should probably tell you what the plot is. So, Hereditary is about a family whose mother just passed away. And um, when she passed away, uh, her daughter, played by Toni Collette, start, and starts to find out secrets about her mom and her past. And um, then something, a big event happens involving a child... Involving one of her children. And um, then her family starts to fall apart. And yeah. 
and they uncover dark secrets in their family, and it's insane. <laughs> um, it is so... I don't know how to explain it. I'm sorry. The camera work in this movie is amazing. Uh, Tony Collette makes um, these uh, little... What are they called? Dioramas? Or, like, she makes, like, these dollhouses, I guess. Um, or, um, like, these little scenes that she makes and paints, and they're really beautiful. And throughout the film, the house is, like, it goes into the uh, little dioramas she's made. And, like, the house represents that. And you see, like, people moving around in the diorama. Um, and that's really clever. Uh, the acting's great. The lighting's great. It's scary as crap. So horror-wise, they did amazing. Um, everything about... I, I really like literally everything about this movie. Except... Uh, I don't know. It's it's great. Uh, I'm just going to warn you. I guess this could be considered a spoiler. It's not a happy ending. Just going to say that. And though personally, it's disappointing as a viewer to see it not end happy. It makes sense story-wise. So, anyway, Hereditary, great movie, scary as shit, great movie. Highly recommend checking it out if you're not too scared. <laughs> Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is rated R, um, and it is a drama about a woman named Ma Rainey who is a real person, um, but the show or the um, film itself is actually based on a stage play, and. Uh, but the person itself is real, or Ma Rainey's actually a real person. It's kind of confusing. Um, so most of the movie is a lot of dialogue, um, which I personally love. It's basically like watching a play, but filmed. And the set design and music and acting are so good. What makes this movie so brilliant is Viola Davis and Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman gives his best performance he's given, and it's sad to see after seeing this film, that that would be his last performance, which also makes this film even more heartbreaking to watch, knowing that this is the last thing he did, and knowing he had cancer while filming this. And he loved film so much that he was willing to fight through cancer and get this movie made. And his performance is so explosive and vibrant and tear-jerking. It is one of the greatest performances I've ever seen. Um, and based on that alone, I think you should see this film. And Viola Davis's performance as Ma Rainey is beautiful. It, the message on race is not overthrown at you, which some people I know complain about, that they're like, oh, it's just super political and they're just throwing information at you. And though I can somehow see that, um, I personally don't mind it because I think it's an important message. But in this film, they handle it in a way where it's not out in your face, but more of, hey, this is what I've been through and it's messed up and this is our history, you need to accept this as the fact and change. And they do it in such a beautiful way with brilliant performances and it is a spectacle 
please, please check out Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. It is gorgeous. Okay, so this movie is nothing like Scooby-Doo. It's a mystery, and I couldn't find anything on, like, uh, Zodiac, the movie soundtrack, so that's why I did Scooby-Doo. Don't go into this movie thinking it's Scooby-Doo. Zodiac is rated R, and it is based on a true story. It's not a documentary, um, but it is based on the true story of the Zodiac Killer, who um, murdered a bunch of people back in the 70s, and um, it focuses on three ma- three characters, um, one person, two people who are um, part of this news, excuse me, um, this uh, news team, and uh, they receive these uh, messages from the Zodiac Killer saying, I will kill more people if you do not print this in the newspaper. And then there's a detective who we also focus on. Now, this movie, I can understand why a lot of people might not like it because it is very slow. Um, it's about three hours long. Um, or I wouldn't say it's slow. I would say it's long. I don't think it's slow at all. It moved really fast for me, but it's a long movie and it's a lot of talking. So I know how that might turn off a lot of people, but, um, it's such an interesting case and knowing that this really did happen makes it even more interesting and more heartbreaking as well. Um, but delving into this author who wrote this book, about the Zodiac Killer, and I, 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 after watching movies that are based on true stories, it's super fun to search up and see what's real and what's not, a lot of this movie actually happened, like, a lot of the outlandish things that might sound like they didn't happen, did, like, there's a coincidental thing with a watch in the film, um, that actually happened, which I was like, there's no freaking way that that happened, but it did, and, um, but the performances are great. The directing's amazing. David Fincher is one of the greatest dra- or thriller directors out there. And one of the greatest directors of our time currently. So Seven, not Seven. I do recommend Seven as well. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard it's amazing. Um, but Zodiac, please, please give it, check it out. Uh, give it your time. Uh, if you don't like it, I completely understand. But I think it's great. So Zodiac. Hello, Future Jackson, so the audio might be different. Uh, I wanted to include one last thing about um, Zodiac. So there's one scene in Zodiac where um, it is a basement scene. And so the this guy goes into the basement. I don't want to spoil things, but he goes into a basement. And it is one of the most intense scenes ever. And it is so stressful and horrifying but it is so well done and suspenses you so well. And I researched it and it actually happened. Not every way, but through the mindset of the person. Like he actually thought what was happening was happening. And oh my gosh, it's it's so good. Zodiac, please check it out. Sorry for this extra thing. Knives Out is amazing. <laughs> This is a, um, it's PG-13. This is a comedy mystery movie where, uh, there's this family and a, their family member passes away all of a sudden. And Daniel Craig, who is also James Bond, so two movies with Daniel Craig, he comes in and he's this detective and he has this southern accent that is brilliant. (laughs) Said brilliant again. Gosh dang it. I'm so sorry. Uh, and... 
basically, it's a murder mystery. But there's a lot of twists and turns that you wouldn't expect. And the cast is like one of the greatest casts of all time. Um, and their performances are so fun and hilarious. And it's so, so good. I don't know how to talk about this movie without spoilers. Because I don't want to spoil anything. So, Knives Out, you could watch this with your family. I think every this is a movie for everyone, basically, I would say. It is so fun. And uh, it, it was one of the best movies of 2019. And that's saying a lot because there were a lot of great movies in 2019. 2019 was a great year for film. And then 2020 happened. Damn you, Corona. Uh, but, yeah. Please, I, I, I'm sorry. There's not a lot to say about this without getting the spoilers. Please, 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 please check out Knives Out. Check out, jeez Louise, watch Knives Out. It is so good. The Room. This has nothing to do with Hamilton. I couldn't find anything from The Room. <laughs> Uh, The Room. It is R. But if you're watching the censored YouTube version, PG-13. I I saved this for last for a reason. If you got through all of my shitty reviews of the previous movies... Oh my gosh, I don't know how to talk about this movie. The Room. The Room. Okay, here's the plot. There's this man... Named Tommy. No, Johnny. Johnny. His name is Johnny. Played by Tommy Wiseau. Uh, I love Tommy Wiseau because of this movie. Uh, there's a movie based off of The Room called The Disaster Artist, which is like a based on the true story of the making of The Room. And that's really, really good. Recommend that too. Um, so Johnny, there's this girl named Lisa. And he's like, oh, I love you, Lisa. And he talks like that, by the way. Um, and Lisa's like, oh, I love you too. But no, she doesn't. She is cheating on Johnny with his best friend, Mark. That's the movie. But it's amazing. It's so bad, but it's amazing. There are so... Okay, if you... I don't have TikTok, but I've seen on TikTok, like, the person on top of the roof and he throws the water bottle and he says i did not hit her it's not true it's bullshit i did not hit her i did not oh hi mark that's from the room and sorry for my horrible impression of tommy was but that's from the room and there's so many quotable lines just search up room rooftop scene or room flower shop scene it's all you need to know the hell is this movie it is a gold mine. Like, there are events held where people will throw spoons at the, uh, the, the, the movie theater screen every time any spoon-related things show up. Because there are a lot of spoon imagery throughout the movie. Why? I don't know. Uh, Tommy Wiseau is insane. And uh, the acting is awful. And the dialogue is horrible. But it's so good. Oh my gosh, I don't... Please, please, please watch The Room. It's awful, but it's awful in the best way possible. Jeez, oh, Tommy Wiseau, what have you done? I really want to include an audio clip, but I can't. Because, I don't know. Anyway, The Room. <laughs> Well, thank you all so, so much for listening to this episode of A Younger Perspective Podcast. 
I'm so sorry. This was not a great episode. I kind of just had the idea to make an episode today because I was thinking about this in class. I was like, oh, maybe today would be fun because um, I guess I didn't want to wait until Saturday to make a second episode. Um, So I apologize that this is not a great episode. Um, But if you made it throughout the entire thing, thank you so, so much for listening. It means so much to me. Um, And I hope you all have a wonderful day. Please, please be safe out there. Um, Wear your mask and um, just be good, kind people. And uh, make sure to follow me at Younger Perspective Podcast on Instagram. And uh, if you want, turn notifications on for the podcast. And um, yeah, thank you so much for listening to Younger Perspective Podcast.